Hey, Yogi's Garage, still beautiful day. Wasn't it though? Yeah, I'll, uh, oof. I got to go out, took my brother along from work, got to do some signing today. It was nice out. And that's what, 35? <laughs> I don't know. I, I think the bank clock in town here when I went by on the highway said 41. Did it really? I oh, think that's nice. what I read. Yeah. So I'm going to take it. Absolutely. I'm, hey, it was beautiful. Yeah, and so not much I don't wind. care what it was. The sun was out. <laughs> And it's beautiful, and tomorrow sounds awful. So take take one day at well, a time. tomorrow ain't even that bad temperature-wise if we didn't have a 40 to 50-mile-an-hour wind. Yeah, and now possible snow. Well, it just adds to it a little. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Hey, did you get anybody to respond on your being awesome thing? No, nobody, not a single person responded about caught being awesome. I'm not happy to. Okay, I'm whatever. I'm not, I'm not mad. I just... You know, if there's any stories out there, though, because yep. I just think in the racing world, there's so many great stories. So Just got to get I somebody would, to share with us. Yeah, I just love to hear some caught being awesome. So, Heck, even if it's a good memory of meeting a driver for the first time or absolutely. something, they gave you a T-shirt because yep. you were a nice person or something, anything. We'll take uh, anything that was cool. I, you know, uh, for an example, um, my son was fortunate enough to be uh, when we went to Eagle Speedway, um, he went down and he was one of the guys that picked out the number for the driver. Oh. And it was Brian Brown. And Brian Brown told him, hey, if I get a top three, stop down and uh, get your get a free T-shirt from me for picking out a good sure. number. Well, guess what? You got a top three? You got a top three. So, Riley, you know, he got a free T-shirt out of the deal. Riley wasn't going to forget that, was he? That's, you know, that's <clears throat> awesome. Oh, yeah. Know? So... Appreciate Brian Brown for that, but yeah, you know tonight we have we have two people on. Yep. Uh, neither one are current drivers. No. Nope. Um, but no. I th they've been around racing their their whole life. So I've, yep, for a um, long time anyhow. You know, I'm looking forward to some good stories. Yep. And our first one that we're gonna have is Blair Natris. Yep. And. Kind of a lifelong, well, I shouldn't say lifelong, but good friends with Aaron Reitzel. Yep. Um, been Had his name, been sponsoring that car for that, several years. That's kind of how we've gotten to know him. Yep. Um, but, you know, that's through the whole Falcons and yeah. everything else. But uh, we're going to find out more. I mean, he, he knows a lot about racing. Yeah. So well, he, He's been down one night, and he told us some stories then already. So it, it I he'll have something to tell us. Yes, absolutely. So... When we come back, we'll have Blair Natris on. We would like to welcome our newest sponsor, Tanner Phillip Racing. TPR Carts is a family and veteran-owned operation. Their goal is to provide the best pick carts and products at an affordable price for the everyday racer. You can get anything from a crew chief cart, a self-lifting cart, um, basically a tow cart, you name it, they make high quality stuff made in the USA, made right in central PA. And I tell you what, I, I've only known Rich now for a little while, but he seems like an absolutely great guy. We love the fact that he's a sponsor and I hope you guys take a look, take a look at him on Facebook Tanner Phillip Racing on Facebook. Also, tprcarts.com. Give them a look. They make great products.
All right, we're back at the garage and we got Blair with us. <clears throat> so Blair, tell us a little bit about yourself and your family. Okay, well, I'm uh, 58 years old. I grew up on a farm uh, by Ellsworth, Minnesota. And uh, I got married to my wife in 1990. And we had two, uh, we've got two daughters and i have a son-in-law you um, bet. I, own, I own a small construction company and um i love racing <laughs> that's why we got you on <laughs> did you have a daughter get married last year yes i did that was a week after the nationals the knoxville nationals and it happened to come uh, during the jackson nationals so we missed jackson nationals but uh that, that's no big deal. I mean, we had a good time, and uh, got to spend time with the family, too, so. You bet. That's that's yeah. what's important, so. Exactly. Yeah. Them girls don't always pay attention to the racing schedule when they're setting that stuff up. Oh, <laughs> well, I know. Well, the whole deal was they set their day, and then Todd moved the Nationals from the spring to the fall. I believe this year before it was in the spring or something like that. I don't remember. So he set his date after they set theirs. But it all worked out. You know, most of the Jackson Nationals was winning anyway. So we didn't miss much and watch it on TV. So. Yep. So, Blair, tell us. You know, you, you said you love racing. How did you get involved in racing? Did you, really young age, or is it something that just kind of, you know, the older you were, you were, or how was it? Well, I, my uncle raced a stock car, an old 57 Chevy at Rock Rapids, Iowa. So when I was two years old, my folks started taking me to, to Rock Rapids to the races. And uh, my dad was on his crew, and, and then uh, uh, some people from church, uh, Low Wessels, he, he raced there. Yep. And, uh, and my dad helped him, and we knew those people people and uh then uh my dad started helping ike vermeer and uh so i had spent i kind of grew up at the rock rapids racetrack on friday nights and uh then a friend of mine todd wessels Lowell's son yep. he started racing uh back i don't know if it was 82 83 something like that and uh I was on, on his pit crew, and we did this, the stock car for half the season and then uh, late model the next season. And then uh, he bought uh, Keith Franson's old sprint car, and I was on his crew for probably another two years. And I, uh, I ended up moving out to the Black Hills, um, getting a job out there, and uh, started making some pretty good money, so... I thought, well, you know what? I want to try. I want to try this racing game. So I, <laughs> I took and bought a sprint car from Danny Hausman, a eighteen Budweiser car out of Esterville, oh, yep, Iowa, yep. there, and uh, bought that car and got a uh, three sixty put together. I went racing in eighty seven and eighty eight with the car, and uh, we were pretty low budget. But we had good time, and I don't know. I, I didn't race full time, so you know it's hard to if you don't if you're not in the car all the time. It's hard to be a good driver. 
put it that way. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I, I wrecked over in Madison uh, one night, and car was pretty pretty messed up, and I don't know. I had at that time I'd met Shelly, my my wife, and, and uh, kind of decided to uh, sell the sprint car, and I took it. Went and bought a Corvette instead. <laughs> <laughs> so we ran around in the Corvette for a while, and then you know we had we had kids, and so then the Corvette had to go. And uh, uh, my uh, brother, my one of my brothers, uh, decided he wanted to race, so bought a car from uh, from Bill Rook's uh, brother, and put that car together. My brother ran 360s i believe that was in 92 93 and then uh our neighbor ron fick he we decided we wanted to put a new car together and we were over talking with ron and and uh it was like man i really would like to run run a 410 just one season over at houston's there so we teamed up with ron and my brother he ran the 360 on saturday nights and um Ron ran the same car, but we put a 410 in it for Houston's on Sunday night. So every Sunday morning, I uh, I was putting the 410 in, and uh, we'd go we'd go race with Ron. So you got pretty good uh, at switching motors then, if you were doing it every weekend. Yeah, well, yeah, and then on Tuesday night, yeah, yeah, we were we'd uh, I think it was on Tuesday nights I'd go over to Ron's and. We take the four ten out, put three sixty in. So, yeah, it it you know. And I, that was it, that was probably before all the quick couplers and everything to. Yeah, it was to just it unhook was. things and pull the radiator out of the way and whatnot. So. Yeah, but I had them down pretty good. You know, you could switch motor by yourself pretty easy in twenty minutes. So, it uh, you know after doing it every weekend. <laughs> yeah, twice a weekend. Twice, yeah, actually, yeah, but uh, so that's kind of where I got into racing, and you know, I was kind of just born into it, I, I guess you could say, and did a little bit myself, and uh, yeah, so that's that's where that uh, come from. So, so, so you've uh, you've seen a lot of things that have happened at race tracks. Um, could you maybe you know let's go down some of the maybe bad accidents or bad crashes you you've seen some of the worst haven't you oh yeah yeah you know so when my brother was was racing we were over in hartford and uh that was the night that car went off a turn four and it, it hit a guy and flipped him up and over the ambulance and um there was another guy standing there who they were talking and, uh, he got, he got squished between the ambulance and the fire truck, I believe. Ooh. So that, you know, so I, I, we, we went through that, but you know, I never went back to Hartford, never been back since. I just, after seeing something like that, you just kind of, oh, yeah. you, know, you, you know, it just kind of makes you sick to your stomach. We've seen some pretty bad stuff at Knoxville. Um, and then, uh, Jackson seen, seen, uh, seen a guy fatally, you know, get killed 
and just a bystander there too. But um, that was all years ago. We've seen some nasty wrecks. We go to the Indy 500 every year. Been going since 1984, and um, fell in love with that. Love, love Indy car racing. But uh, we've seen some pretty bad wrecks there too. So. Oh yeah. Well, at the speeds them boys are running, them cars disintegrate. Oh yeah, yeah. And you know, back in the day, the driver sat uh, further forward. Yep. Up into the nose area there. Their legs were vulnerable. Vulnerable. Yep. Oh yeah, the legs would, you know, if they would hit the wall, the legs would come out of the front of the car. And the driver would be knocked out, and uh, you know, just just stuff like that. But, the the know, improvements I, that they've made over the years in all forms of racing oh, for yeah, safety. The safety. Yeah, the safety has come a long ways, and and I'm sure there's still room for advancement. Oh yeah, you know, but uh, now everything's pretty safe. You know, you see a lot of bad wrecks with sprint cars and guys just get out and walk away yeah 99 percent of the time they you know they're sore but i mean they, yeah. they walk away and they'll be all right in the day right right yeah yeah i'm sure you know i i went through that too i i think you know um at Houston's, when i ran there i i ended up in the wall a few times with the 360 that that didn't feel so good. Later on, eight years ago, eight years ago, I bought a micro sprint. And I ran that at Houston. Man, I tell you what, that that little thing was a lot of fun. And I had a, I had a good time with that. And I ended up starting the first year that I had it. I started uh, mid season. I still ended up seventh in points out of twenty one cars. So I felt pretty good about that. But yeah. You know, my motor was a little weak, and I knew that when I bought it. It just got tired the, the next year. Actually, uh, that kind of led me into uh, meeting Aaron Reitzel. And um, I was at the Houston's with the micro sprint, and uh, Aaron was racing. And, and John Falkins, he told the same story, but he was on a different side at that time but, uh, when Aaron and uh, Tim got into turn three and four there and uh then uh i thought man because i had watched man i'm gonna see about watching this guy on map tv you know they run the ascs 360 so i started watching that and then and then uh seen Aaron race and Aaron Wright's a race and I thought man this guy he's a wheel man so when they were at Houston's and that happened with Tim then uh, I thought damn that Tim I was pissed <laughs> but uh, then I, I talked to Aaron and then uh, they come back later in the season and um, he was leading the race leading the leading the race and there was a red flag, and he was in the front stretch, and I had just got done with the micro and stuff, and I was standing there. And there's an open red, and there's no picture of guys coming or anything, so I ran out on the track and, and uh, went up to Aaron and asked him if he needed anything, and all of a sudden, his picture guy, he had one guy, his crew chief, he come running up there, and he thought I was wanting to fight Aaron. Oh. <laughs> so, you know, they uh, thought, I suppose something 
from an incident that happened earlier, but then uh, it was like, no, 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 no. And then they asked how uh, Tim and uh, Godmeyer were doing because he knew they were behind him. I said, oh, they're busy messing with each other back there. You got this thing. And uh, after the races were over then and went over and talked to Darren, and they said, hey, you want to go out and have some pizza at the 212? And I'm like, Heck yeah, I'll do that. <laughs> so I get, that's how uh, that's how I met Aaron. And then uh, they said, "Well, hey," because I, I told him, I said, "Well, my season's pretty much done here. You guys gonna race any more back at Houston's here with Jackson Nationals or anything? I, I'll help you out, you know." Being there was only one guy, and they're like, "Oh, heck yeah!" So they got my phone number. About a week later, I get a phone call. They're in Wyoming, they think, had a race, and uh, they're like, hey, can you help us at uh, Jackson Nationals here? I'm like, sure, so I went down over to Jackson, it's only an hour away here from Laverne, went over there and helped them, and uh, Aaron won the 360 Nationals that, that year, so, and then later on in the season, I went down to Nebraska and helped them out and stuff, and then we went to Trinidad and was running Trinidad and, and uh, just kind of asked him, hey, you know, if you're looking for sponsors, maybe I can help you guys out a little. Gladly, you know, help on the cons. So I started sponsoring Aaron at that point. And, uh, yeah, I guess the rest, you know, we had some good years with, uh, with the All-Stars there. Yep. Yeah. That went really well. Those those were some some real good years, and then you know that team dissolved, and we just you know, he, he went to race with for Roth, and that kind of went pretty good until things kind of didn't go good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. we we all know what that's about, but yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, right. And then, and then uh, him and Brian Ridge got together at. The, at the end of the season that year, and uh, they've been together now since. And, uh, pretty good program they got going there. Nice people, very very nice people. Um, but so yeah, that's kind of my story there. And all that came about by walking out on the track trying to pick a fight with him. You weren't even racing him. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah, no, well, before when uh, Sammy was around uh, with the, well, let's see, with the TMC club, I actually, we were down at the Nationals, and I knew where TMC was in the morning, we drove over there and uh, found TMC, and it's like, hey, they're in the back, there's this little garage, two-car two, two garage in the back of the property. We just pulled through there like we owned the place, got out, walked in, started talking to Sammy and stuff. And I uh, I helped Sammy quite a bit over the years when he was at Houston in Knoxville. And uh, so it was like, yeah, when, you know, like when Aaron was just sitting there, it was like, well, I don't run up and see if this guy needs, needs anything, you know? So, but, yeah. Oh, anyway. that's cool. That's cool. Hey, we're going to take a quick break, Blair, and we're going to be right back. Right on. I'd like to thank Octane Inc. from T, South Dakota. They pretty much 
do a little bit of everything. They are known for their wraps. They wrap golf carts, uh, snowmobiles, um, trailers, sprint cars, hobby stocks. It doesn't matter. Uh, side by sides, they wrap it. Uh, they also do coolers and they will also do clothing. You can have t-shirts made there. Um, you name it, these guys can do it. I work with Brett uh, Vanderbrink all the time. He is amazing and I can't thank him enough for how much he helps me. And if I were you guys, I would definitely check out Octane Inc. You can contact them by calling 605-213-8343. It is 800 East Prescott in T, South Dakota. And again, they're just great people to work with. All right, and we're back, back with Blair. Hey, Blair, you were talking about Tim Kading and Aaron Reitzel. Um, I assume the 360 race that those two had, and they were like, dive bombing each other slide jobbing each other that one race i'm, I'm sure yeah. you were there for that one that has to be one of your better memories doesn't it oh yeah that that was a good race that that was a real good race but uh, that was the same time that they had decided to get rid of that inside berm on the track yeah right because you know i'm in there with the push truck <laughs> and and yeah. i looked after the race now i'm parked next to the infield wall and i looked after the race and there was front tire tracks less than a foot from that wall. Oh yeah. You know, yeah. so they were basically in the push in that, you know, push off lane we call it now outside <laughs> there. That's where right. them two were racing each other. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, so you you know you were sitting in the corner this last year and seeing Ryan Tims do it. Yeah. Tim yeah, but there was a berm when Ryan did it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, that that was good racing. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Do you have any other uh, races that come to your mind right off the top of your head or not really? I know sometimes when you're put on the spot, you can't think of a race, but is there any other races that stick out, maybe nationals or anything like that? Oh, I love the Knoxville nationals, Jackson nationals, love going to Houston's. Um, but I, I would have to say the, the mother of all races is in Indianapolis 500. Um, I, I, my grandpa took us back in 1984, and I just the place just grabbed me. And like I said, I've been been back every year since. Just just love the place. So that's a pretty good run from '84 to 2022. <laughs> you've been there yep. now. So yeah, well, we we missed the COVID the COVID year there. Yeah, yeah. Let yep. anybody go, but yeah, yeah, yeah. So tell us about. I think you have an Indy car. At your at your place, how yeah. how the heck did you get that thing? Well, okay, so Panther Racing went out of business, and they sold all their stuff. And I used to go on eBay all the time. Believe it or not, I bought the car off eBay. But, <laughs> <laughs> right, you know. But uh, so it was on eBay, and uh, I bid on it, and I got I got the bid. And, uh, it was, they said, well, we need you to come pick it up, you know, by Friday. And it's like, holy crap. Okay. All right. We'll figure this out. So my trailer was full, so I couldn't take it. So I asked the neighbor, I said, Hey, can I borrow your enclosed trailer? 
and he's like, yeah, no problem. So we go to pick it up and has a flat tire on it and no license plate. I kind of looked at my wife and it's like, man, I, I don't know. We've got to go all the way to Indiana. And I didn't want to get pulled over, obviously. So we... Uh, Took the plates off your I, trailer? <laughs> no. Oh. I did it was like, well, we got to get going. This was on a Thursday, and I had to pick the car up on Friday. So, and it's only a 10-hour drive, but I just told her, I said, hop in the truck, let's go. And it was like 5 o'clock in the afternoon on <laughs> Thursday. We started heading to Indiana, and I said, let's just uh, go up to Elkhart, where they build all them. They build a lot of trailers there. Sure. And uh, we'll find something, and we'll have plenty of time to get down to Indy. So we did that, drove all night, got got there, and when places opened up in the morning, we started looking. I wanted a black trailer. Nobody had a black trailer. They were all white. And uh, so I told the lady, I, or I asked her, you know, got anything black, you know? And she's like, no, we got a white. We got a black one on the line at the factory about a mile down the road, but it ain't going to be ready till monday and i'm like shit i need a trailer today and uh so she said well we'll we'll see what, i'll call around see what he can do just come back in an hour so me and the wife we went and had a bite to eat come back and there was a black trailer sitting there so we grabbed that sucker cruised on down to indianapolis picked up the indy car and uh started on our way home and i was just smiling Oh, a big smile. It was like, man, I got an Indy car in the back of this trailer. <laughs> it was pretty cool. So, yeah, we we got that car and brought it home here. It's uh, in the shop. And uh, it's a 97. It was a car that Thomas Schechter drove. It was a Pennzoil car that got wrecked. So they, Panther Racing put it back together and used it as a display car. It got painted for uh, Dan Weldon, the uh, National Guard car, number okay. four National Guard. So that's that's what it looks, that's what it is right now. And uh, yeah, we got that sitting here. And that was quite the trip. We had, but I don't know, it was probably, well, before that, three months earlier, we had even crazier thing happened I took in my my wife found a 1934 uh big car an old sprint car out in arizona so we took and bought that car that was an ebay thing too <laughs> so you got your wife <laughs> yeah. looking on ebay for you that's a good oh, yeah, woman right well, there she, yeah and, and th this car we bought actually before the indycar but so we were at the indycar races in newton iowa and the next day we were supposed to be in, in, uh, Arizona. And, uh, so I told her, well, it's 24 hours. We can get say, That's more than driving to Indianapolis. Yeah. Right. Well, so we were, it was starting to get late and I kind of thought, oh, we're not going to make it. By the time we got back from the, the IndyCar races in Newton, it was probably six o'clock at night. And I thought, shit. I don't want to be loading that car in Arizona in the dark. So we went to the airport and got some tickets to fly to Phoenix. And I figured, okay, we'll just rent a U-Haul and throw that car in the back of the U-Haul. 
drive her on home. Well, so we get to the airport next morning. We're standing in line BSing with people and walk up to the where our plane is and hear the damn things backing up and we're not on it. It's like, oh, crap. <laughs> we missed our flight. Shouldn't have been talking. And uh, we ended up getting a different flight a little bit later and flew to Phoenix. And we, like I said, we rented a U-Haul and drove her up to where the car was and put that thing in the back of the U-Haul and drove that thing all the way home from, from uh, Arizona. That's a, that's a pretty nice piece. It, it's all there. It doesn't run or anything, but, uh, my neighbor someday, uh, I'm going to have Ron restored. I think he does but a lot of that. Doesn't he? He does. He has a lot of cars, a lot of Wolfgang stuff. And he's working on us. Uh, Steve Kinzer car. Now Steve won the nationals with, oh, and, uh, yeah, yeah. Ron's real good at taking old cars and, finding the right parts and if you can't find the right part he makes the right part and so i think someday he'll he'll probably restore this 1934 sprint car that we have and i'll take it out and drive it in trades and so that that sounds really well, cool sounds to me like we need to drive up to laverne some night and... well yeah you you have to do that you guys have to come and, and uh, take a peek when yeah, chance. yeah. Absolutely, yeah. it's it's a lot of fun to look at that stuff. I mean, just like going down to the museum at Knoxville, it's fun to look at them old cars for me anyhow. It is I, I love I love it. I'm a lifetime member at the at the museum near the Hall of Fame Museum in Knoxville. A lot of good stuff there and they're always rotating everything. Yep. You yeah, yeah. I grew yeah. up around, my grandpa always had a whole bunch of old antique cars, so I grew up around all this old stuff, so, it, you know, heck, I got a 69 pickup that I drive yet, so. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, before we get into the rapid fire, I just want you to talk a little bit about Husets. I mean, I, I'm assuming you've gone to Husets forever, and just what do you think the job that Todd Queering and Doug Johnson have done since they've taken that place over? doing an excellent job those guys are top notch as far as i'm concerned and uh they you know they they bought the place and have made it a, a real good thing they're having some pretty high dollar paying races there this summer and well even last year so i i just uh think it's a lot of fun to go to whether you're in the stands or in the pits and uh, yeah, I recommend it to anybody who has never been there. Take and go, you know. Yeah, it's it's a fun little track, that's for sure. There, there's always excitement, that's for damn sure. Oh yeah, yeah, you get on them little bull rings, you know. And uh, but no, they've they've done an excellent job there. You know, Todd, he did uh, the whole new revamp over at Jackson too. Yep. But, you know, that's a, a, a top notch facility there also yeah so, absolutely i definitely like the new track better than that old layout myself do yeah i do see I, I like the old half miles myself yeah but you know um what they did there yeah it, 
It's it's awesome. I always referred to it as two drag strips with some corners on the ends. <laughs> <laughs> right, it's a paper clip, right? Yep, yep. Uh, tight yeah, corners yeah. and long straightaways. <laughs> yeah, right, right. Oh. Yeah. All right. Well, let's get into some rapid fire here. Let's find out a little bit more about you. What's up? All right. What's your favorite flavor of ice cream? Uh, blueberry. Oh, that, that, that's, that's the first one. one ever at Blueberry. Um, <laughs> are you a cat or dog person? Cat. Any hobbies outside of old race cars and going to races? Uh, no. I, <laughs> I, you know, I don't. Nothing wrong with that. Or, or, you know, it's just it's either racing or just spending time with family, I guess. Yep, there you go. That works. Do you happen to have a favorite movie? Um, Christine. Christine. Oh, old horror show. Yeah, but, but... It's got cars in it. Yeah, but <laughs> I, 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 I've always loved all the James Bond movies. And uh, lately it's all the, the, so far, the first three John Wick movies. No, oh, yep. yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, let's see. Are you a snow or rain guy? Rain. And if you're going to be stranded on an island, what kind of music would you have to take with you? Well, I'd have to say the, the probably um, "Don't Fear the Reaper" by Blue Aster Cult. Oh. But um, I like that that tune. But I listen about anything. Um, Except for country. I'm not a country guy. I yeah, guess. there we go. That's me. Don't give <laughs> me country. Give me anything else. So. Uh, I suppose we're talking about Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You bet. So, um, favorite place to go out to eat? Uh, Texas Roadhouse. Uh-huh. That's yep. always good. Um, how about a favorite holiday? Memorial Day. Oh, that's a that's, new one. Yeah, that's Usually good. Usually we though. get Thanksgiving or Christmas. Oh. <laughs> right? Yeah. No Memorial Day. Blueberry ice cream and Memorial Day. He's got all sorts of new things for yep. us. <laughs> what What app on your phone do you use the most? Uh, well, I have Facebook on there, so I suppose Facebook or Snapchat or Twitter. Yeah. Like all All of them. So you're you're on the road a lot. Blair, so how many speeding tickets do you have? Um, well, when I was younger, it was like probably three every year, but, <laughs> uh, you know, they just kind of look at me as an old guy and let me go these days, I think. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good. <laughs> well, I try to go when we go down to Knoxville to Alabama, but, you know, they don't seem to want to pull me over, so. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Makes yeah. trip go quicker. Yeah. So, <clears throat> and what's the fastest you've ever driven down the highway then? Uh, 167. Ooh, oh, that's, that's pretty up precise. There. And that's yeah. fast. Yeah. What, what yeah. was that in then? That was in our Corvette. We were on our way to the Indy 500, and we were by uh, uh, Galesburg and ended up racing a Porsche all the way to Peoria <laughs> and uh yeah yeah it didn't take long it was about <laughs> two o'clock in the morning and we were just hammered down but the the Porsche had a little more than the Corvette oh so you oh, lost damn God. it I, but it just the speedometer was at 167 
And uh, so it was like, it was scary, but it was, it was, I enjoyed it. <laughs> At two in the morning, I can see where the fear factor would be a little higher. Yeah, you, you know, with deer and everything. Yeah. And it, you know, that stretch of the interstate's got a lot of trees alongside of it, but... <laughs> Heck, I wasn't thinking about that at the time. No. So what you're saying is maybe not your smartest decision in your life? No. Oh, I, I wouldn't say that. It's <laughs> always fun to go fast. Yeah, you bet. So um, what's your favorite thing to drink? Uh, vodka. Yep. For alcohol. And I drink coffee all the time. So. Yeah. Vodka yeah. and coffee. Yeah, you got vodka <laughs> in your coffee, or you keep them separate? Not, not together. <laughs> uh, so, if money was no object, Blair, what what car would you wish that you could own? Oh hell, I'd probably want to buy myself one of Penske's Indy cars, right? There you go. <laughs> Why <laughs> not, right? Yeah, right. If oh. money's no object, but. It's, if it had to be a street car, I'd, I'd say the McLaren P1. Um, that's really fast sports car. Yep, yep. That'd take a yeah. pretty good chunk of change to purchase. Yeah, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, the, the McLaren F1s back years ago, they they were 800000 to a million. Yeah. But uh, now that same car is worth... 20 million dollars so. sure yeah henceforth yeah. the unlimited part of our question <laughs> well blair thanks so much for being willing to come on uh um you know we'll have to try and get ron on sometime too or yeah, go up and yeah. you know take a look at your guys's places a little bit or something that that sounds like a blast so you bet yeah you guys welcome anytime and uh, see what I've got hanging out at my shop. And you guys will really enjoy if you get over to Ron's place. Yeah. So I think it sounds they, like we'll enjoy both of them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. And I don't have as much as Ron does, but. Yep. You're more than welcome to come back down to our little garage some night, too, if you need to watch some races. Not I'll that you can't that. watch them at that, home, but. That, that was fun when I come over that night. You bet. All yeah, right. Yeah. Well, thanks a lot, Blair. Take care and have a have a great year. You too. Thank you. All yep, right. Bye-bye. Bye. Fulkins Brothers Trucking. Complete livestock hauling. A load with us is a load off your mind. Since 1979. Call Trim at 800-831-8553. That's Fulkins Brothers Trucking. Um, call Trim at 800-831-8553. And thank you, fellas, for being part of our show. All right, we're back, and we're we're right, Tope. He, he, he had some good stories. Well, we got to apologize. Know? We didn't have very good connection for some reason. So Yeah, it was, you know, in and out. Uh, we tried to pause it right away at the beginning of the show, and we tried doing some things, and... It got better got, later. We switched, he switched to his wife's phone. Yeah, I mean, we, we <clears> tried <throat> a bunch of different things, so we're sorry about the fading Ho in and out. Hopefully you get to hear most of it, because yep. otherwise you missed them, because <laughs> they're good stories. <laughs> yeah, well, who knows? Maybe we have to have Ron Fick on sometime. And we'll maybe hear some stories. Well, I'm sure we'll know, hear some stories from both of them and, then. And, and then maybe Aaron can join us, too. So, <clears throat> or uh, not Aaron, Blair. So, but, yeah, 
we really appreciate Blair being willing to come on and uh and and we and we well kind of invited ourselves up, but we got we got invited to go up and see his shop and you know absolutely see his indie car. Yeah, I have never been up close and personal with an indie car, so it'd be kind of fun. Yeah, you you know when you have an indie car and uh, when you're pulling it home in your trailer. Yeah, that you picked up on the way down because you didn't have one because yours was full or something. So. I, I'm guessing. That guy over there doesn't have an Indy car in his uh, trailer. No. Or, or that guy over no, there. No. You know what I mean? <laughs> he, was, he was pretty pumped because he, he's into that. He loves them Indy cars. Yeah. So. so, all right. Well, <clears throat> when we come back, we have another podcast here shortly.